The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Anita Flores. Anita is a producer and comedian living in Brooklyn. Anita takes us back to the beginning of her online dating days and how even though she had a lot of mediocre experiences with it, she's glad she stuck with it. This is also the 100th episode of Love Hurts I've done. And while I'm not stopping forever, I'm going to take a break from putting out episodes on a regular interval. I still have a few follow-up episodes with guests that will come out over the next few weeks, and they'll be more in store soon. But just think of this as an extended summer vacation as the world slowly returns to some version of normal. But thank you all for listening, and I'll be back to share more stories of tough love soon. Hey, Anita, how's it going? It's going really good. I'm currently drinking a seltzer um, and a coffee, um, and I haven't had enough coffee yet where I'm shaking. It happens really quickly now. It's like if I have more than a cup, (laughs) my hands start to shake. So I'm at the really good point where I'm mid-coffee, ready to have a conversation. Yeah, it hasn't all gone downhill yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's good. Well, thanks so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to talk about today? Yeah, I think what I wanted to talk about, especially given I feel like right now for people that are single living through a pandemic, I feel like online dating is probably the only option, in my opinion. Although I, I know of one friend who did meet uh, her boyfriend in the park during a pandemic, which sounds very stressful, but but I digress. Yeah, what a wild... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Yeah. I wanted to talk about um, sort of my experience uh, online dating and where it's taken me uh, to to the present day. Yeah. Like the whole the whole arc of online dating. Exactly. Yes. Um, Yeah. And I would say I um, I'm behind in that. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but I'll just say it's been several years since I've been on the apps. It's funny. I. Like, I'm somebody who's online dated a lot. And I think I first started in, it was probably like 2010 or 2011. And I was still in college. And it was that thing where it was still at a point where you would tell people our age you were online dating. And they'd be like, why? Like, what? What? Why? Why are you doing that? And now I feel like years later, I was right. Like, I, I feel vindicated. I was like, yeah, I was right all along. This was the way to do this. Well, but at the time, it had that weird stigma. That is really interesting, actually, talking about online dating while in school, because the reason I started online dating was because I felt like after college, I don't know who I'm meeting. And, yes. and, and I and I think that also has to do with living, perhaps living in New York City, in that I felt like anyone I met romantically, it was in college, and then college was over, uh, and then my friends started shacking up. Um, Just to give you a little bit of context, you know, I didn't start getting into online dating until mid to late 20s, probably like 26, 27. Um, And so I have to imagine it must be a very different experience using that in college, because college... I've, I guess that's also a weird way to think about it. It's like in college, I feel like there were parties and stuff. Yeah, and it, I didn't go to them. So right. I was like, I'm not meeting people like this. So I needed another way to meet people. Which does tie into why I started online dating, because I feel like 
the next thing that comes after college, if, especially if you live in New York, you're a single woman, you start going to bars a lot. And I was getting very frustrated because I was meeting guys, but it was like in such a, uh, it's it's not fun to associate meeting somebody with like being really drunk and or hungover. And yeah, the circumstances are not like, this is how I want to be meeting somebody that I want to have a long-term relationship with. Right. And I never successfully, like I had my college boyfriend and now my fiance and everything in between that over a 10-year period was just like the bars. And then finally some online dating, which was the, the, the online dating was what actually got me to dates. Like the bars yeah. did not get me to dates. It was like the next morning you know, it, there, there, there might be a one night stand, uh, or, and then the next day, I feel like both people, in some cases, at least in mine, both feel so weird about like how they acted that it's like trying to come back from that. And and I've met women who then I of course get angry at, cause I'm a little bitter who do come, who in the past would complain. Like I had one friend who would complain, like I've tried to have one night stands, but then they always want to like go out again. And I'm like, <laughs> Why is this a complaint that you don't feel like you someone had sex with you and then threw you away and they want to they want to see you again if you're complaining about this? Um, that is why I started online dating because yeah. I was really getting sick of that kind of drinking hookup culture leading yeah. not to romance. Yeah, which like I guess is existing sort of in its own like subset of online dating, but at least you could say this is kind of what I'm looking for. I'm trying to find somebody who's looking for a similar thing as me at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing I think that's sort of interesting. Like early on in online dating, I also started to learn that the whole like let's be casual thing like doesn't go away in that <laughs> I always wanted to go on a date with somebody like early, like before yeah. 10 p.m., but that just never seemed to be an option. <laughs> it was always like, yeah, let's meet for drinks. Like, God forbid we get dinner. That's I did. So my first first date from online dating was actually a brunch. OK. And I thought this was a good idea. Because it's early and maybe the expectations aren't the same of like, oh, we're going to hook up. Um, but the but the issue with a first brunch date is uh, you, I find it's pretty easy usually to figure out if you're going to have any kind of chemistry. Not even sexual, even yeah. like a conversation. Um, and I realized very quickly, and so did the guy, this was not going to work out. And and we were still waiting, you know, we're still <laughs> waiting for food, like, yeah. like frittatas. Uh, we got into like a really weird conversation. He's very, he was very anti-spaying and neutering dogs. Why? Um, I think he used the word mutilation at some point and Ugh. it was, it just got really uncomfortable. And then it was really, it just, you couldn't really recover after that. Yeah, that's, that feels like a hard place to come back from. <laughs> it was just from. a really heavy, weird topic at 11 a.m. And then to have to eat an entire meal together. So, yeah, I feel like the middle ground is good. I also like if it's possible to meet for coffee. Yeah, I I think I found a place of like coffee or like a drink or two at like 8 p.m. felt like a, a good place to be. Like I, I had a similar scenario. And when I was living, I was living in Boston before I moved to New York, uh, like right after college. And it was, yeah, we had to wait like five minutes for a table. We made plans to go get dinner. And in that five minutes of waiting for a table, it was like very clear that there was nothing here. And I wanted to just be like, 
hey, you feel this, right? Like there's, we can just not go to this dinner. So then I kind of had that thought of like, yeah, committing to dinner on a first date feels like a lot because you're just, because mm-hmm. of drink, it's like, oh, I could do one drink and get out. Right. But if it's feeling good, get a second drink and then like go from there. I do think, um, tip for anyone listening, I think if you really, um, in the in one one day, I decided to go on two dates in the same day <laughs> from Tinder, and I already had mixed feelings about both people. <laughs> like, already was like, I don't know how up to date these photos are. I don't actually know if we have anything in common. So it felt almost like a safety net. Uh, and I remember, so I went. It was earlier in the day, so we were of course meeting at a bar. So I remember I went on this first date. And almost immediately uh, realized that this guy, I think, lied about his age. <laughs> Definitely older than what he actually was. Older than me, for sure. Uh, and I remember, I don't know, I, I think the other thing, too, and I can only speak for, you know, straight women uh, and straight men. But, you know, I recognize, obviously, you have to be careful as a woman if a guy's getting your drink. And I always pay attention, but I do think it's like a nice courteous thing to offer or something. I remember when I was meeting this guy who turned out to be much older, I got there and he said, he's like, I don't know. I thought he was going to be, let's go get a drink together. And he's like, go get yourself a drink. Or, and it it was just like, I I thought it was, it it was just like a, it was like a weird, almost barking command. And we were at a bar that was dog friendly, which was weird because there were a bunch of dogs in the back of the bar. So then we were outside talking, trying to talk over the barking. But, but And the, getting into your classic spay neuter first date conversation. Exactly. But the <laughs> point is, because I knew it wasn't going to work out with this guy, it was really easy to end this date because I said, to be completely honest, I have another date after this. And he was like, well, that's rude. And I was fine. I was fine with him yeah. thinking it was rude because I knew he was never going to text me again. Yeah. That's its own issue. I don't know if this is something you've been through, but like there's also to me the anxiety of when you do have a date that isn't great, trying to be honest about it afterwards. Yeah, I can tell you from my own experience, sometimes the men did not take it well. Um, I made the mistake of being honest with a guy after we had a date, he kept texting me and I was going to ignore him. I was going to try and ghost him because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. And then I had at the time a male coworker who was like, you know what? Just be honest. So I texted him and I and I don't even I don't think it was rude in my opinion. I said, you know, I appreciate you reaching out to be honest. I don't feel like the connection was really there, um, but it was nice meeting you. To which he replied to, get to know you. I just wanted to see what you'd be like in bed. And like, yeah. And I was just like, you really? I'm also, (laughs) I'm currently watching a terrible, trashy reality TV show called Love Island. Okay, yes, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. And every time I see, I get very angry, probably because of my experiences trying to gently be honest about my feelings it feels very hard to feel like you've won as a woman when you're trying to be honest with a man you're not interested in. Because yeah. often, and it goes with catcalling too, where if you fully ignore them, they send you texts like, oh, so you're just going to ignore me now. Oh, okay. But then when you're honest, they're like, fuck you. I hate you. And it's like, I've never done that. If anything, and I'm not saying this is fair either, but I can, I'm saying as a person who's been dumped, I feel like you 
I, I don't I think women often swallow their feelings or act normal <laughs> and they're not like fuck you Piece yeah because I've definitely done that I've definitely texted the like I don't feel a connection thing and never got in this like toxic max masculinity back right from wouldn't it be woman? so weird and unexpected if a woman texted you back was like I was just trying to fuck you <laughs> I don't care about you I'm just trying to objectify care. you yeah, and I don't care I, about I, a connection I just wanted to have I know sex. and the annoying thing is I feel like Maybe not you, but as I've said to men, how would you know? How would you feel being catcalled? And then often some guys are like, "I'd love it." No, I would not. Like it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, that's good to know. Um, yeah, so let's see. So I've been on two din- Tinder dates on the same day, which I would consider successful because I was able to a move move on from the first guy very quickly, and then the second guy, I was less nervous. Because I'd already gone on yeah, one date. Yeah, you'd already had the first one out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like that was kind of a nice thing. This is also a nice thing, separate from the best case scenario, which is you meet someone, in my opinion. The other best case scenario is you both people are don't feel it and understand. Yes. And yes. leave. And that's it. That happened. Yeah, after, like there's with not the even like guy. the follow up text. Like neither one oh, of you yeah. text each other again. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and and even I think it also gets really hard, but I've, I've also, while I was still dating, tried to not necessarily say like, we'll hang out again, but kind of be like, nice to meet you. Yes. You know, try and be uh, polite. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was like, I think when I was kind of in the, in the, the real rhythm of, of going on date, like I, I think, I don't know if this happened with you, but like, yeah, right around that same age, like 26, 27, Mm -hmm was trying maybe like once a week I'd like carve out time to go on a date and I'd go on so many like mediocre dates is how I'd describe them but it was nice to meet people like at a time where I wasn't good at meeting people it was nice to just be like okay great I met somebody felt no connection but I did something with my night yeah actually I'd love to talk to you a little bit about the specific apps um so in terms of what I joined um when I began I first hopped on OkCupid. Yeah, that was my first one. Yeah. And I stuck to desktop, which in retrospect, I'm like, I probably should have downloaded the app for my phone to give more people more immediate answers. Yes. Um, But yeah, OkCupid was interesting. I, I feel like at least when I was using it years ago, I'm 33 now, so I must have been, yeah, 26. Uh... There were a lot of questions, at least when I did it, it was like lots of questions. And it was at the time I was like buying into it of like, oh, you're this is how you're going to figure out you have like a lot of you have things in common. But some of the questions were like two that stuck out to me. One was like, you know, where do you fall politically? Followed by like, are you into rape fantasies? <laughs> yeah, like, all, so you're saying all those questions that OkCupid okay, asked to get your like match percentages, right? Yeah, those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that I always thought was my like, this is wild question is like, in a certain light, is like nuclear fallout uh, like a romantic? The idea of nuclear fa- and I was like, man, this is a very specific <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, and like. I kind of wish I had brought that up. I I did end up getting at least one, possibly two dates from OkCupid. And I'm honestly surprised that talking about the that the app itself did not come up. 
because it was like oh yeah i would i would 100 yeah. percent talk about the app on yeah. dates with people i met on okq because it was like this thing is crazy sometimes um so i'd love to tell you Yes. I would say this is one of my most memorable dates was definitely from OkCupid. Okay uh, we, this was exciting. We decided, this was a guy, um, we decided that we were going to go get a drink and then go get dinner, which to me is still a step up. Um, so we met up at a bar in Union Square and I immediately noticed he had a bracelet on that said WWJD, which <laughs> at the time... I didn't know what that meant, but I asked. Oh, really? Like that classic, like, uh, cloth type one with the weird, like, strap and, like, the yeah. white font? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was at first, um, and then he told me, what would Jesus do? Um, and and I think that's the beauty of giving someone a chance. I was like, you know what? That's, obviously, I have been single for a very long time. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> I also appreciated about him. Or I appreciated him being honest. You know, he didn't go on a tangent afterwards. He just said, what would Jesus do? And I was like, cool. Um, I am. He asked if he could get me my drink. And I said, yes, but I'm going to come with you. As you know, women do get drugged sometimes. And he was like, totally, which I liked. And I was like, I like when a man does not get offended that you're worried they're yes. going to drug your drink because statistically... <laughs> it's high the stats are high um and so then I found out on our date just at the before we even got to the restaurant um he came from Staten Island and that's fine but here's where what's not fine is the distance 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 was a huge factor for me I don't know what what that adds to the romance but it was a real a genuine factor for me when I was like going on these apps of like all right how far am I really going for a love um, and I and I live and lived and still live in Brooklyn. And he was like, yeah, I'm in Staten Island. I live with my mom. I'm like, OK, fine. Well, you still you did not try to drug me. So that's good. Um, so then we went to this restaurant and then we ordered some guacamole when the guacamole came. So I need to visually I'm going to have to audio act this out. OK. This is important. So he keep in mind, everyone, he had a WWJD bracelet on. The food comes and he sort of does like a pounds his chest, peace, peace, um, peace sign and looks up at the ceiling. Like he just scored a touchdown type thing. Yeah. Like a like word up. Yeah. Looking up to thing. God for this. But it was a word up to God. Yeah. And at first I I didn't say anything because I was like, maybe I just dreamed that. But there more food came out. <laughs> And then we got nachos and he was like, and I was like, is this, are you, um, what's, ha what's going on? Like, is he just like saying grace here? He's saying grace. Him. He said, yeah. this is me saying grace. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't fully remember much of the conversation after that. I think by that, that was your point, check out point, I had started to check out. The food was good. Um, but you know what? I'm not ashamed to admit this. After that date, we had had several margaritas and just had what I'd call a classic public drunken New York makeout um, <laughs> in uh, Union Square on a warm spring <laughs> night. Um, I hope people enjoyed it. Uh, I did. He did invite me back to his mother's house in Staten Island. <laughs> I said, no, thank you. He was a gentleman and we never spoke again. I don't regret uh. it. Um, but it was just it was just interesting because I was like thinking about all of the questions we must both have answered 
on OkCupid. And it was just like a weird thing. I don't know. I feel like just the religious part, it was just unexpected. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, it was a thing that you were not dealing with and is not in your life. So for you to come across it when both of your match percentages were that weren't there where you were like, how did we end up in this place from where we both are existing? Yeah, but I think what was nice and can be nice about dating. I mean, if I'm being if I'm being honest, it's like I don't miss it <laughs> because yeah. I found it stressful. <laughs> but I did like um well, I, I talked to friends who live outside of New York. I had a friend who lived in Minneapolis who would tell me that like she would like meet guys and like they would just go straight over to each other's apartments and Whoa. stuff. And that's I, that's a phenomenon I can't wrap my head around. I recognize maybe it's different if you live somewhere else, but like, I don't know. I guess that was just the thing I liked about online dating was like not necessarily be like being offended, you know, in terms of like making it clear, like we're going to meet in a public place. Yeah. (laughs) But I will just say, I think what's nice is kind of setting your own rules. Like I felt perfectly and and non-regretful that I had a public drunken makeout. I'm like, totally okay with that yeah, this is a safe a, a fairly safe thing to do yeah uh, in this circumstances exactly I'm a, and i fear if i have a child especially a daughter that i'm really gonna be annoying like i feel like i rolled my eyes at my own mother anytime she was like don't go out of the house dressed like that blah 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 now even when i see young women i i worry for them and i feel <laughs> like i'm gonna be saying obnoxious things to any daughter i have like making out is great and there's no rush. <laughs> just just make yeah, out. Yeah, you'll get there. I think it's important to mention, too, I was late to the, not just dating, the sex game. Um, and I will say proudly, as of last uh, weekend, it was Easter last weekend, that I had my 10-year, lost my virginity anniversary because I was 23. <laughs> okay. And now I am 33. So yeah. I, I do wonder sometimes if that factors in, like, I do, what bothers me a little bit is the idea that there are probably now college students that fully rely on online dating. Yeah, probably. It's like weird how quickly the pendulum has swung from like nobody doing it to it being the most normal thing. Yeah, and my biggest issue with it, like, and again, it's like I'm happy I started doing it. It is how I met this this person that I love and and I'm, I'm really happy with, but... I feel like I'm grateful that I had the experience of being forced to socialize yeah. in college. And at least it made me realize socially what what I'm up for. I mean, I did a full one-woman show on going to four different colleges, but I will just say that <laughs> it was, even though it was exhausting and frustrating, I finally ended up um, graduating from Brooklyn College. But um, I had for one year gone to the University of Connecticut. I didn't, and I was, I was, this was pre having sex and I was deeply paranoid and uncomfortable because I'd go to frat parties, you know, that guys would be handing you drinks. And I knew for whatever reason, not to trust any of that. Um, but I was like, and I was safe at those parties, fortunately, but it was just like a reminder of like, oh no, I don't like frat parties, but I do like hanging out with a few people that I trust. Um, yeah, which was like my college experience. I like went to college in Boston and like, there was, I think there was like six frats at our school, but I never was around those people and just would like hang out with a few friends at an apartment. Like that was my social circle. Yeah. And it was great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so 
The other thing, I would say one thing that was also fun about Tinder specifically is, and I guess a little dangerous, and and I don't know if you've done this before, but like I would usually as a single woman, I would start to get very sort of fixated on and like when I would go out with my friends, I'd start getting really like, okay, I have to meet someone here. And then when I wouldn't, I'd feel pretty bummed out. So then, you know, late, mid, late 20s, you know, I would, I would go out, I'd feel kind of frustrated, I'd be drunk, and then you get home and you just start swiping. And that's a fun <laughs> game to do when you're drunk. It is. It's like eating drunk. Yes. I just feel like yes. your standards are very low. Um, but it was fun, like a very weird kind of online game, just getting to swipe on people yeah, totally. constantly. Um, but I, I, at this point, um, while I was swiping drunk on Tinder, had already been on some fairly disappointing dates and was starting to become a bit surprised at what the kind, like, I saw some very strange pictures that guys chose. Um, there, there, there's weird things that I, like trends that I noticed, especially in New York, especially if you like you're a guy who works in finance. There were definitely like lots of like pictures of them holding beers at bars, which I, I'm wondering if they thought that's like, ooh, that tells me you like to go out and that's attractive. Yeah, and they're in like the tie, if not like a suit and tie in those photos. Suit and tie, but then you'd also get gym pics. Yes. There were definitely yeah. gym pics like in the mirror. I think one of the weirdest ones that I swiped on, and I definitely remember being drunk because I think he messaged me afterwards because we matched, uh, was a guy, he had taken a selfie of himself in a porta potty with his shirt up to show his abs. And it was like, he did have great abs, but why the porta potty? I'll, not, <laughs> I'll never understand. So on that same night, I saw a man in porta potty. I saw a different guy who I thought was cute. Um, and he did another thing that I thought was interesting that I've seen other guys do, which is post a picture with a celebrity, which I oh. do think it's cheesy, but sometimes it can get the conversation going. Yeah, if it's the right celebrity. It was Jack Johnson. He had a picture uh. <laughs> with Jack Johnson, famously known for playing in CVS, banana yeah, pancakes. I guess so. Banana pancakes, yeah. Which is all I know. And I've I was really into that album. Uh, it was the one with the big tree. It was a yellow album, the big tree that I can't think of the name of, but I listened to it. That was like one of my first concerts. <laughs> was well, going see? to Jack Johnson and this. being exposed to weed at 16 and not knowing what that smell was. And if you had matched with them, you would have had this entire <laughs> conversation. And this is why I'm saying it. Sometimes it works. In my case, I thought he was cute. I didn't really know anything about Jack Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because he did that, I messaged him and I was like, ooh, is that Jack Johnson? And he was like, yeah. And then we started talking. Uh, and so our first date, we did go to a bar. Uh, we did end up doing a public drunken makeout on this date. He tells me, and I don't know how I missed this, that he lives in Newark, New Jersey, Oh, which really should have just put a full end to yeah. this. I'm like, am I, is this really what, is this, is this what's going to happen? This is who I'm going to date? A person who lives in Newark. It's too far. <laughs> Yeah, I was like all for finding love on a dating app, but I did have a real like, I want to find somebody who's like convenient to date. Yeah, because if not, I mean, well, I'll just say the amount. Okay, so we did. So he did invite me. He tried to get me to go back to Newark, back New to Jersey Newark. to have a one night stand. And I was like, no, not tonight. And I thought maybe that would be the end of it. But he did ask me out again. And I was like, you know what? Just the fact that he didn't, 
immediately write me off for not sleeping with him on the first date. And he want, he's not making me go to Newark. Fine. So uh, we ended up going on a second date. And we started getting into, I'd say, more personal things on the second date. Like, how many siblings do you have? So he told me he had five siblings, which struck me up. I'm an only child. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a, that's, a, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot of siblings. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was just like kind of what I was brought up with. Brought up with my, my I was actually born into a cult. Whoa. Now, boy, that did that pique my interest. Yeah. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I think there was a part of me as somebody who was, okay, does three years in count as newly sexually active? I'm not sure, but. I would say, yeah. But I was like, interesting. He's good looking. Like, what kind of things are people that were born into cult into? Um, and so the cult uh, was, uh, you, it's possible that you've heard of it because there was reference to it in the show Seinfeld. Um, okay. To the leader, Sung Young Moon, um, and his followers are lovingly called the Moonies. Okay. I don't know if that means anything to you at all. But um, basically, one of the things that he was very known for was marrying um, lots of people at once. So, like, famously, he um, had a bunch of couples that he married in Madison Square Garden, I think, like, wow. in the 70s or 80s. So that's these, how it, was this the Seinfeld reference of the cleaning crew? Was that like the cult? Yes. I remember that. I, okay. Yeah. I okay. think it could have been. Yeah. It could have been. Um, and so I'm absolutely enthralled, by the way. Yeah. I'd Obviously, be like, regardless of love, date, it's happening. He's good looking. I mean. And now he's telling me about this cult. Like, I don't even know if that's really a, a reason to be interested in someone. Like, is it? I, I don't know. But at the time, it was like more interesting than other conversations I had had. Yeah. I think that's the other thing, too. It's like, that's the sort of thing I was saying. It's like sometimes it's just interesting meeting people on these yeah. dates where I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to be like dating this person long term, but I'm fascinated about this conversation that's happening. Exactly. Right now. Um, and so he did tell me that when his parents met, it was like they it was like they met and got married like day of. Wow. And they were still married. So that also piqued my interest. I was like, I know a lot of divorced people. Is this the move? <laughs> Not that I was saying I was going to join the call. Is it, yeah. Is this simple? So we had the second date. He tells me he was born into a cult. He said that he wasn't like practicing, but that, you know, because he had been raised around other people who were also in this cult, th those were like all of his friends, like all kids of these parents. So um, we did another public drunken makeout. Um, and, you know, at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe we're dating because he's then was like, we should go on another date. And I, and I, I honestly, I was like, I think this is dating because I still technically, Brian, do not know what it means when people say I'm dating because yeah. I did not consider having one night stands dating. So yeah, yeah, me, I would not consider that dating. Uh -huh. Oh, good. Getting to go on multiple dates with the same person. I was like, this is dating. <laughs> um, and so uh we decided to do a third date, and because he had come to New York both times, I decided to go to Newark. <laughs> I decided to go to Newark. And that's really taking things to the next level because, you know, once you have to leave the New York uh, subway uh, system and now you're entering into New Jersey transit, that's commitment in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and so I decided to meet him in Newark, and I also knew because this was the third date there was a high chance this is what this would be the sex date, which was also weird. 
uh, just thinking that on my way to Newark um, and then subsequently getting stuck on the train between <laughs> stops and thinking, this is what's happening. This is what we're going to, this is what we're doing. Uh, so he picked me up and then I would say this was a bad indicator in my opinion. He said, sorry, I was late. I'm really hungover. I don't think that's good date etiquette. No, absolutely not. I don't want to know you're hungover. And it also tells me you're absolutely going to bring the minimum amount to the state if yeah. you're telling me you're hungover. I know what I'm like when I'm hungover. I don't want to go on a date. So uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why we didn't go to a restaurant. I think he was trying to make it happen, hook up. And because I suggested we like, it was it was during the cherry blossom season, uh, which it is right now. So this must have been years ago. Uh, he was like, why don't I take you to this great pizza place? And I thought there was going to be seating there, but there wasn't. So he ended up grabbing this pizza and I really wanted to try and have a date. He's he like, let's go to my roof. We went up to the roof and I, have you seen the movie The Departed? Yes. It was like, this is the roof you take someone to kill them on. There was <laughs> one folding chair and it was windy. <laughs> so we, so inevitably we ended up eating the pizza in his bedroom uh, and he had four roommates. Now, doesn't that set the mood? We won't go into his apartment. All the roommates are oh my out. God. Um, we're also at the stage um, of 20s where this man does not have a bed frame. You know, the mattress is on the floor. <laughs> there, there's no box spring. There's a, you know, there's a single, a, 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 a Ikea desk that looks like it's been through a lot and, and a chair. Uh we did have sex. I feel like it was it the the mindset was like I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I put in the work to get to Newark. I might as well get something out of this. And that was that was honestly what um what ended I would say the 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 the, the dating. I think we knew after we had sex on his mattress that was on the ground that we didn't actually have that much in common. Yes, I was enthralled that he had been born into a cult, but you know. <laughs> That was that was the end of that. I don't regret it. That's an, it's it's yeah. nice talking about this stuff because as much as I'm like, oh, here are all these weird things that happen, all of it was a learning experience to me. And so like you described that as sort of like your dating like your one or not one big, but like a time you dated somebody consistently for a few dates. So were you not at like were you having a lot of like one date one and done kind of dates on dating apps? I was, yeah. Yeah. So were you getting kind was were you hitting a point of just getting like frustrated and kind of like what am I doing on these things or were you like I still think like something's going to happen on them. You know, every time I hit I absolutely hit those moments. But every time I did, I one particular instance I got frustrated and I did very aggressively um I would say the summer before uh I met my fiance, the summer leading up to us meeting. I tried to re- I tried to put myself out there more separately from the apps. And I, after a show, in fact, and this isn't something I even like to do, to be completely honest, and I have before met people after shows romantically. Um, but I did, there was a guy there who uh, had like put his name in for like a, a show or something and he, and he didn't get picked and, and I had had a few drinks. And a, bottom line, he ended up being not a great guy and so once again I had met somebody in real life it didn't work out we had met you know drunk at a bar yeah it ended this as it always did and 
And once again, I continued on the apps because I just, I really wanted to meet someone. I think yeah, that's- and you weren't like, I'm not, fi- I'm not finding any better, I'm not having better luck doing this in person. So why am I going to stay away from this other thing? Yeah, and I think separately from this guy that I very, you know, almost as quickly as we met, you know, we had like a one night stand kind of thing. Um, I ended up going abroad that summer and meeting somebody also like a one night stand thing. He also was like, turned out not to be like a great person that I'd ever have a relationship with. And I don't know. I don't know if all of this readied me for meeting who I'm with now because I, I, maybe it did. Honestly, I just, it made me, I think you can't also force yourself. You really have to be in the right place and you really can't force it. So I'm really glad that I didn't force it. Um, and, yeah, and I guess all yeah. these experiences are kind of you being like, well, I know that's like a thing to avoid. I know that like you're getting more and more like that's how I felt a lot. I would be like, OK, I know this is something I'm not looking for now because I've experienced it and I know that like this is not what I want. And right. you're kind of you're better able to kind of figure out not that you're putting the expectations on like I have to find this or I need to know it. this is what I'm lo- exactly what I'm looking for. But you're better at, I guess, just sort of sifting out the like this is not as promising of a scenario right and so um yeah i'm and so now i yes i feel like now i i, I should tell you about um yeah about, yeah how about, did, about me and how my did fiance. it work out this time so one of the things i hated about these apps was messaging with guys and i wanted to get i would always want to get out of the app as soon as possible as in let's let's yeah. get each other's yeah. phone numbers and often what would happen is I would do that after one or two messages and then they disappear and I I just had to assume they were like, ooh, clingy or something, you know, <laughs> really annoying. And so this, this my my guy, he, um, he messaged me first and he, I don't, I think this was, he, this was by accident, but within two to three exchanges, he said, I'm really bad at tweeting here, here's my phone number, which I thought was very cute because obviously he was like, not only did I accidentally say tweeting instead of texting, but then he also wanted to get out of the app. Yes. Um, and then he picked a reasonable time for our first date, 7.30 p.m., perfect, on a Friday. Um, and it was, um, I thought it was a very good tactic. Essentially, we had a drink and realized we were connecting. And then he was like, should we get some food? And I thought that was a really good way to test if we could really handle getting food together. Um, I had uh, I had Brussels sprouts with bacon. I remembered I was very nervous, and I just because I I actually thought going into this that I I thought I think I might like this person. He seems cool and funny, and he's cute. And so when I was there and we were talking, I realized I actually liked him. That's the other thing that's kind of annoying. Same thing with job interviews for me. If I know it's for something I don't even want, I'm chill. I'm so chill and relaxed. But if it's somebody I like, if it's a job I want, I'm much more nervous. So I was, you know, talking really fast. And and when we got our drinks, they kept putting these little, like, I don't know, cute little swords or, or toothpick things. And I kept ripping all of them up into tiny pieces <laughs> And he's like, are you nervous? I was like, yes, I am. Um, and the bartender would come and sweep all of them away. Uh, and then, it, you know, honestly, it was easy after that. It was, we had a first date. It was nice. Um, and then we went on a second date. And then we went on a third date. And now, four and a half years later, 
we are engaged. And, um, you know, I think that was, that, that's the, as, as a performer, there was also a part of me that did start to panic, but also made me realize like, you know, when I, I feel like if, if you've gone through so many years of, you know, hooking up and not having things turn out the way you want, you, I expected things to become dramatic somehow, but they didn't. Yeah. And, he, and I, I also felt lucky and I know this doesn't always happen. Um, on Tinder, but he also was not looking just to hook up. I think it's part of the reason I tried to give Tinder especially a, a bigger chance because there were other people, friends of mine, who had met people that they seriously dated from Tinder, which made me think like, all right, maybe I just need to stay on here a little longer. Um, and maybe everyone is not here just to hook up. So yeah, it was just, um, I will say, I think stalking him as much as I did, before we met online probably made me more nervous, but it also did make me think he wasn't a murderer. Yeah. Which so is I also, don't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have that, like on that second date and on the third date, like were, because of your past experiences, were you kind of like, okay, this is going so well. I feel really good about this. Like, how is this going to get ruined? Like what's going to happen? That's going to have this turn. Like what's Absolutely. his cult? What is his cult? Uh, Absolutely. Thing? I think the biggest I would say the smallest amount of drama that I fully caused myself was because of, you know, having one night stands and all this casual stuff that I was very nervous about sex. And so I had it very much in my head that we had to wait a certain amount of time and that if we didn't, that that would be it, that there, yeah. that we would hook up and then that would be the end of it. Um, <laughs> and, I basically, I think on our third date, kind of in the heat of things, said something like, I'm not, I'm, we're not having sex. I'm not having sex right now. <laughs> uh, and it was fine. Like he was perfectly gen- gentlemanly. Um, but the, the between period, I would say the most unpleasant part for me is, is when you're still just texting and you're not like gr- boyfriend and girlfriend. So I remember I was kind of a mess the next day because I thought I had ruined it. Yeah, you were just waiting for the text to be like, hey, Anita, you're great, but I just don't think this is going to work out type thing. And I think a day or two went by and I was like, I I think I think it's over. And I was I was texting this long text to him. I was walking out of my door. It's very important to mention we lived within walking distance of each other, which was like a huge, great, important thing. (laughs) Um, But I had started writing out like this long text that was basically like, Hey, I had a really great time with you. Like, you know, I'd love to get to, you know, I- I'd love to see you again, but like, if not, I understand, but like, let me know. Cause I didn't want to get ghosted. Yeah. 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 And as I was writing this text, we ran into each other on the street. <laughs> he called my name and he was like, I don't know. He had just been working out or something. And, um, and I, and I, I was like, I started apologizing. I was like, I hope, you know, it's, you know, I'm like, glad to see you or whatever. Like, I hope it wasn't awkward, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, he was like cool about it and it was fine. And then we went on another date after that, but I had really built this thing up. I think he was going to text me again. He was probably trying to do the thing you were told that we're supposed to do, like, wait, be chill. <laughs> but I really, because of previous experience, I had absolutely, um, like thought that just because I had like advocated for myself that I didn't want to have sex, that that was going to be too much. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's the other thing too, that's really important. It's like it, everything in my opinion, doesn't always just go smooth as in 
like, especially with sex and like hooking up and stuff, like, I feel like I can get nervous about that stuff, especially if it's with somebody I like. And if they, in my opinion, if this other person cares about you, they're not going to like be like, use that against you as a con that you're nervous or, you know, that kind of stuff. And, And that wasn't the case at all. And he was really sweet and yeah. Yeah, where, like, it's just you being nervous yeah. and you're thinking, oh, I ruined things. Which, like, I've been in that position where I have, like, done something. I'm Yeah, like, feel like in some kind of, like, sexual situation was awkward or whatever. And then, like, didn't have the person reach out to me again. And I was like, wow, this feels like I did something wrong in this, right? And maybe that wasn't the right person for me because, yeah, in the scenario where you do feel like you screw something up, they were willing to say, oh, hey, that was... Don't like we're all people and people are weird and whatever and we'll yeah we're good. Yeah, and I feel like that says a lot about yeah this person that you ended up with. I mean that's why I'm also glad that we at least waited a few dates because yeah. <laughs> I, because there were situations like that where you know I might I would hook up with somebody and you you're hungover the next day and sometimes maybe both of you are like. I don't know if I was my best last night. I don't yeah. know what 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 did you see of me? Is this do do I want do we want it? hash this out and then then you don't talk again sometimes yeah so. like you waited enough to know like oh this is somebody that i'm into and care about yeah uh, to not let that like awkwardness ruin the potential of seeing each other again and when you do get into that kind of stuff where you're like oh let's talk about this on you know awkward thing that happened when we were hooking up you're still in the place especially if you've just met where like, you're trying to I would be trying to follow the rules yeah. of being casual and that's impossible to do when you're trying to address this awkward thing that happened but then be casual which to me often translates to absolutely no communication. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I'm oh. glad you ended up in a positive place through your journey of online. Hey, learning. I don't regret it. I, yeah. I know I've said that 8 times today, but it feels <laughs> good honestly cuz again, I haven't I haven't like I feel like I I of course uh, performed and talked a lot about dating on stage, but it's been so long um, that just like going looking back, I'm like, I learned something from every single experience. So yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing all that. Oh, I'm I'm happy to. I hope. Yeah. Uh, I hope it gives people hope. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> it does. It feels positive. Um, yeah. If people want to find out more about you or what you do, uh, can they follow you on social media? Or do you have anything you want to plug? Absolutely. I am on, you can follow me on Instagram at Twitter at Anita Jutina, um, A-N-I-T-A-J-E-W-T-I-N-A. And uh, I have a podcast where I uh, talk about the show Frasier. Oh, um, yeah. Sometimes there's sex talk. Sometimes it's about <laughs> Frasier's sex life. Um, it's called, <laughs> it's called I'm Listening. Uh, um, oh my God, I forgot the rest of the, a, a Frasier fan podcast with Anita Flores. It's called I'm okay. Listening. Um, yeah. And I've had some new episodes come out, working on a new weird one. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out. Follow that on Apple Podcasts. Cool. Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever you listen to podcasts. That's my plug. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again so much for sharing. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. Love Hurts.